Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by NJM Insurance. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening and subscribe for free. And with the Ben Simmons saga going on, when everybody heard he was suspended for conduct detrimental to the team, I thought, wow, last Philly superstar athlete to be suspended by their team for conduct detrimental? Tio. So let's get some perspective on what is going on with Terrell Owens. You know, I, I'm in I'm in my driveway. Again. <laughs> I'm in my driveway, buddy. No way. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in my driveway. Let's do it. Well, let's get it going then. Hey, let's welcome in Tio. And, and Tio, what you doing there? I mean, that, that, that equipment looks familiar. Hey, you know, I'm in my driveway. You know what I mean? I heard some things going on in Philly. So how apropos than me give you an interview, you know what I mean, on my ab bench. Let's do it. <laughs> and I tell you what, I bet you those abs look the same from 16 oh, years man, ago. Let me give you a glimpse. Let me get you. Hey. Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. I still look the same, baby. I still look the same. Ain't nothing changed, John. Let's go. Wait, wait, is this video from 16 years ago, or is this really you right now? Hey, this is real time, baby. This 2021 right here. 2021. Wow. You could still play right now, I bet. Ab no, no doubt about it. No Absolutely. doubt about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, uh, T.O., thanks for doing this, man. And this is a great setup. First of all, where are you, California or Florida? I am in Los Angeles, California. Beautiful. Well, T.O., uh, I, I know it may not be for the best of reasons, but like with the whole Ben Simmons thing going on here in Philly, everybody's like, oh, my goodness, uh, Ben is probably not doing this the correct way. And they said uh, all he needs to do now is the sit-ups in the driveway, and then he'd get it done. Hey, but first of all, his game has to speak louder than what he's been doing as of lately. And uh, obviously, a lot of people have asked me about it kind of to weigh in. I think we obviously have uh, chatted uh, the last couple of days. And, you know, honestly, I think uh, everybody knows that pretty much he's – this is self-inflicted. And I think, as you just said and you just mentioned, I think he's going about it the wrong way. Um, again, if you want to get out, you want to, you know, go to another team, um, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, try to be a little bit more professional uh, about the situation. And I think for him, um, he just has to kind of just sit back and see what's important. Um, is it playing basketball? Is it getting out of Philly? Um, but I think I think it's unanimous uh, as far as everybody's thought process, as far as uh, his way of going, of going about the situation. Now, if I go back to your situation and even like nowadays, James Harden and other guys, when they either want a new contract or they want to get out, whatever it is, and they hold out or hold in, uh, usually it's from a position of strength. Like, hey, like you overachieved. James Harden says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm so good. This, this doesn't work. This isn't working out anymore. So let's let's move on. But Ben Simmons, to me, it's unique because he's kind of dealing from a position of 
He's coming off his worst playoff performance ever and one of the worst free throw sh- shooting performances ever. Yeah, usually going into a situation like this, I mean, whether it's contractual, um, whatever the case may be, as you said, usually it's leverage. Um, I don't really feel that he has any leverage in this situation. Um, as I said earlier, I think uh, his positioning, I think is self-inflicted based on performance. Um, I know uh, firsthand, I'm being in Philly, playing in front of that crowd. Um, if you're performing, um, performing well, they're going to love you. Um, and obviously – uh, the situation obviously hasn't gone well, but I, I kind of I, I feel bad in a sense, and I've been critical of him because I'm a basketball fan. I saw how how horrendous he played, um, especially with the talent that he had uh, that he has. But a lot of this uh, I think falls on the shoulders. Not only he has to take some self accountability, but the, the the coaching staff that that drafted him, uh, Brett Brown. Part of it is their fault too, um, because obviously they saw the potential. Like I said, whatever the scouting reports were as far as him coming into the league, uh, his potential, uh, the expectations of his ability, usually guys, they get better year after year. Um, you have a the, cat, the, the caliber of coach of a Brett Brown. Um, I think they did him some disservice um, by not pushing him and allowing him or pushing him to shoot. Um, obviously, we've seen the clips. It's one thing to shoot in practice or do some things for the gram but it's a different thing to go out there and perform in front of thousands of people, especially the, 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 the city of Philadelphia. And that's where it really matters most. And I think uh, that coaching staff did him a disservice. Um, I think now he's trying to figure out a way. I don't know if it's going to change. I don't think the change of scenery is going to change his game uh, per se, but I think the best approach I think anybody could have given him, especially in his inner circle was to go in, prove that he's the player that everybody has the, these high expectations um, of him to, to, to be. And I don't think he's willing to do that. Um, I think the post game of Joel Embiid, I think some of the comments from Doc Rivers, I think rubbed him the wrong way a little bit and understandably so. Um, but at the end of the day, they're paying him. They had to realize he, he's getting paid a tons, lots of money to perform and he's underperforming. So that's where he has no leverage. But at the end of the day, I think once he looks back on this some years from now, I'm sure he'll look back on this like, okay, I wish I could have or I would have done it this way. Uh, but obviously that, that comes with growth, that comes with maturity. And I wish the best for him in this situation. It's not good right now. Uh, but I think once he just gets in a, in, a, in a situation where he can play basketball and show people uh, that he can do what we all expect him to do uh, is play more so outside of just the athleticism. Yeah, he's a great athlete, but they need him to be a point guard. That means he needs to score. Hey, the reason why I wanted to talk to you is because uh, you are an extremely driven athlete. You're a Hall of Fame athlete. And I think once you felt something or had a stance, you weren't backing down. So in this case, the reports have all come out that Ben Simmons does not want to play another game for the Sixers. And he did come in. He did report. But now you see the reports. He's not participating in the drills. He was supposed to have an individual session today, and he did not do it. And they're kind of claiming back tightness, even though the Sixers doctors cleared him. And they're also saying he's not mentally ready. Tell me about this approach he's taken. Do you agree with it, or do you think it's kind of a bad way of going about it? Um, as I mean, it's it's redundant. I mean, obviously, he's not going uh, going about the situation. I think. Uh, the most mature way. Um, obviously, like I said, uh, you're going to 
be as solid as your your team of people around you. So obviously he's gotten or getting uh, bad advice, but I mean obviously the things are, uh, that that is taking place with him. You know he's basically trying to sabotage um, obviously any type of relationship um, with management, uh, the organization, teammates, coaches, or what have you. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, something has to happen. Um, at some point, you know, like I said, we can fault him for this situation. Um, James Harden did the same, uh, did a similar situation um, when he was in Houston. Um, he alienated a, a lot of his teammates. Um, but at the end of the day, the thing between uh, the difference between uh, 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 James and and uh, and Ben is that hey. James can actually play. He can flat out play. Uh, he can shoot the ball. Um, you know what you're going to get from this guy um, for for Ben to be whatever, however many years in the league now. And, you know, obviously not not being able to shoot the ball um, as he should, as he's displayed in, you know, a number of clips um, prior to the seat, prior to the season, things of that nature. Um, those things aren't being duplicated and transferred to to game time situation. That's where the frustration obviously lies with the city of Philadelphia, uh, obviously with his coaches, his teammates. And I just wish the best for him. Like I said, I'm a, fa- like I said, I'm a basketball fan. I'm, I was very critical uh, of being myself. Um, like I said, I, I like to see the city of Philadelphia do well. Um, I'm a fan of Doc, Doc Rivers, uh, my boy Sam Cassell, who's on the staff there. So I'm always rooting for, for guys that I, I have love and affection for. And again, their success obviously depends on the success of the players. And he was a big, big integral part of that. And he didn't perform um, to the expectations of, I'm sure himself, um, he has to look himself in the mirror and, and, and see what he needs to do to number one, um, better himself. And then I think everything else uh, surrounding that will fall into place, but he has to come to grips with what he can do uh, for himself first. And I think uh, that's, I think if you want to factor mental into it, um, I don't want to get into the mental awareness type of thing. Um, I think that's a poor, uh, poor way to go about it to to claim mental mental health and things of that nature. Um, you shouldn't play that way. Um, but I, I wish he would just obviously get on the same page uh, of his team, uh, whomever he he's surrounding himself with, uh, to to be able to get back on the court and and let us see what he's got. You know what I mean? So again, we know he has the athletic ability, uh, the athleticism to to play at a high level. Now we basically want to see. We want to see all the work that he's put in in the offseason. We want to see that on the court. How do you think this is going to play out? Because you've been in the middle of a standoff where you were suspended for conduct detrimental to the team with the Eagles. And it was kind of like there were some incidents and the Eagles were like, okay, we have to do this now. The yeah, Sixers- my, my situation was totally different. I mean, they were looking at – any minute situation and they tried to use me as a scapegoat to, to compound really just the reputation that I had. I think over the, over the years, I think people's time has really told the story of what went on when I was there in, in, in Philly. Uh, people saw and have seen that it wasn't me uh, per se. And it's unfortunate that um, I didn't, I wasn't able to really continue uh, my career. And I thought, honestly, I thought I would have been able to retire a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, but obviously, like I said, there was tension, uh, with Donovan, he had a lot of say so in whether I came back to that organization to, to continue on to, to, to play. And that's a lot of power for somebody that really that, that had a lot of envy and jealous uh, jealousy towards me um, uh, for obviously, like I said, I was doing what I was supposed to do. And I was obviously coming in, uh, helping and put the team in a better position to, to, to succeed. Um, and again, like I said, that wasn't, you know, those things that happened, you know, and in, in, in the decisions that were made to 
not bring me back. A lot of that fell on, fell on the shoulders of, of Donovan, and it's very, very, very unfortunate. And I think over the years, people have seen that. But it is what it is. Um, I would have loved to have continued my career there. And I think, you know, just, just how things have unfolded, um, people realize that it wasn't me. So with Ben, this situation, um, I don't really see it, you know, faring out well for either party. I think, you know, obviously they need to find, uh, you know, some type of agreement to really just part ways amicably um, if that's if that's even possible. Uh, but at some at some point, somebody's going to have to give up something. You know, you're not going to get what you want for Ben. Um, that's just a part of uh, the nature and part of the business. Um, but I think the best thing to do is obviously to basically sever ties and, and move on. Um, because if this is if, if, it, if it lingers on, this is going to be a distraction. And it's not fair for the guys that are putting in the hard work, uh, having to answer these questions about Ben Simmons and whether he's going to be there. He's not going to be there on a daily basis. And, and I'm sure, you know, that 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 can be very tiresome, you know, especially with the 82 game season. But Tio, I mean, Ben has four years for 150 million left on a max contract. So the Sixers are saying, hey, your job is to come play for us for a lot of money. And we are not going to give in to you unless we get a significant difference maker is what the president, Daryl Morey, is saying, an all-star, somebody who can help them win a championship. So who do you think is going to blink first in this? But you can bank on that. But again, OK, just say he say just just say he does say, OK, OK, I'm going to come back. You're still not going to be sure that you're actually getting your money's worth when he's out there on that court. He's already basically, he's there so he doesn't get fined. <laughs> I'm going to take a page out Marshall of Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch's book. Uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's basically what it, what it all boils down to. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, sometimes that's, that's part of business. Sometimes you have to you know, chalk it up. You have to bite the bullet and, 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 and take your lumps and take your losses. And I think in this situation, it's not going to bode well for, for either party. Now, I really want to pay respect to that situation you were involved with 16 years ago. Were you, though, coming back to the Eagles because they did not redo your contract? Were you coming back with an attitude and some anger and, and did some things to kind of um, buck the no, trend? I didn't, no, no, honestly, no, I did not. I mean, like I said, I'm an honest person. And I, like I said, prior to the season – I mentioned that I was I was going to hold out, and then I, like I said, I had I talked to my friends, I talked to my family, and I figured, okay, that's not the the best route to take. It's not going to bode well for anybody. Um, so I came into camp, um, I came in at camp, and I did what I had to do. Uh, there was a few disagreements here and there, um, and then like I said, that's what happened with the whole sit ups in the driveway. Andy and I had some uh, some disagreements, and that had nothing to do with me being mad with anybody about my contract or anything like that. That was solely uh, about me, about my, about me rehabbing. And so that, that particular day, Andy and I got into it. Um, as you know, Lehigh, everybody, every position, every different, you know, every day uh, went out and they signed autographs or what have you. But I was uh, basically re recovering, rehabbing from a groin injury. I felt like my, my health was more important than going out, signing some autographs. Cause you, you know, when I was there it was 10,000 plus fans every day. I was signing autographs. I was doing what I was doing, interacting with the fans, this and that and the other. So I wasn't alienating any of my fans or things of that nature. I just wanted to go try to get myself healthy as I could. And so that's where we had a standoff in the, in the, in the, wherever we were. And, uh, you know, we had a bit of a disagreement. He sent me home. So other than that, I knew that with this, it's the same thing with Ben. 
you're going to go in and you're going to be upset with management. You're going to, you can be mad at Joel. You can be mad at Doc Rivers or what have you, but it had nothing to do with my teammates. I wasn't going to involve my teammates or alienate my teammates because there was some, uh, we had a business disagreement uh, regarding my contract. Um, There were things that I did behind the scenes to try not to make my contract situation uh, a distraction um, we tried to handle it during the offseason, and then somebody leaked out from the organization that I was griping about it. But we tried to do it, knowing the perception and the reputation that I had. I tried to do things a better way, and because of the reputation, whoever it was, whether it, it, it was Lurie or whomever it was, they basically leaked out and said that I was griping and I was mad about the contract. I wasn't mad about it. I just felt like I deserved more than what I was getting. I deserved market value based on what I had proven, what I had showed playing in the Super Bowl, uh, pretty much with two screws and a plate in my ankle, and just throughout what I did throughout the course of the season. So it wasn't anything uh, to that nature of me really trying to alienate uh, any of my teammates. Like I said, it was a business decision. I tried to do it the proper way. And like I said, they tried to make me look bad to the media as if I was griping about my contract. But I would have, trust me, I would have loved to have continued and ended my career in Philly. And I think, you know, the city of Philadelphia, they realize that and they know that now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some insurance companies, they use jingles and mascots, but not NJM. When you're up front with your customers, you don't need gimmicks. NJM, no jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Get a quote today at NJM.com. Was was there a, a fight with Hugh Douglas, though, that had something to do with this? No, I mean, no, no. I mean, everybody knows about the scuffle. I mean, that happened. Um, but at the end of the day, man, that's just me. Like I said, that it, it could have been you. If you tried to, you know, confront me about something that, that wasn't true or what have you, uh, or whatever, I'm going to stand up for myself at the end of the day. It didn't matter if it was Hugh. Uh, it could have been Greg Lewis. It could have been Freddie Mitchell for all I care. Uh, but no, that had nothing to do with it, man. Like I said, uh, my, my focus was really trying to do the best that I could to try to help us get back, back to the Super Bowl. Uh, but unfortunately, like I said, the powers that be, Donovan had a lot of say-so as to uh, me not you know, coming back. And so it's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Give me an idea of Ben's mentality, though. When he came back here, do you think it was more so he's not losing any more money or the love of the game? Because you had a situation where you wanted to be paid more and you probably had to make a decision. How much do I love football? How much do no, I love I, I think a lot of it had to do – I'm sure a bit of it, uh, part of it was was uh, financial. But I think honestly, I think he probably felt felt slighted with some of the comments um, post-game at the end of uh, end of last year with some of the comments that, that Doc made and uh, maybe the comments of, of Joel Embiid, and rightfully so. Um, obviously, especially, like you said, you mentioned it earlier, uh, a guy that's been paid so much uh, amount of money, um, so many expectations 
um, for that type of skill set, um, you expect more than what the city got and the team got during the playoffs. So, like I said, I don't know if it was a mental thing or what have you. Uh, maybe it's a mental block as far as him being able to shoot the ball. Um, but again, it's not, you know, the dots are not being connected, especially if you can do it uh, for the gram or show show us you know, or display your shooting, uh, your shooting skills. And that's not duplicated. It's not transferred to the floor. Then then something is wrong. Um, so I think that's again, when you talk about, you know, management, they want a bang for their buck. They want their money's worth. That's what they want. That's what the city of Philadelphia want out of being out of being Simmons. Trust me, if he were to go in there, um, you know, walk us, walk, walk the, the line that he needs to walk and go in there and play and, and do what he's supposed to do and change the minds and the hearts of, of what has transpired. This that's the best thing that he can do. I, trust me, I know Philly. They're forgiving. They're a forgiving city too. But at the end of the day, you rub the city the wrong way. That's what you're gonna get. Hey, they booed Santa Claus. So I no nobody's off limits. And especially, especially not being. Um, but like I said, I think obviously whomever is in his circle, um, obviously is, you know, they're assisting uh him in obviously his mindset and what he wants to do. Clearly, he wants to get out of Philadelphia. Um, clearly, I think it's the, the wrong way to go about it. Um, like I said, I I I, I know what he's going through because I, I felt the same way um, going into that second season um, with the Philadelphia Eagles, knowing that, you know, uh, I wasn't getting paid or what have you. But I, my mindset was, OK, I'm going to show you. I showed you throughout the course of the season. I showed you what I could do in, in, in the Super Bowl off basically one and a half legs. So it wasn't really, you know, it was like I said, it wasn't anything against my teammates or the city of Philadelphia. I just, like I said, I'm, I'm one of those guys, and I was one of the guys I proved my worth. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I know for a fact that we tried to, you know, orchestrate and, and, and negotiate a, a new contract behind the, behind the scenes. But, you know, people knew how the media would react, you know, if somebody from, from management would say, oh, yeah, he, he wants a new contract and he's doing this and he's doing it this way or what have you. But I felt like we were doing it the right way behind the scenes. We didn't say anything. And to basically stall the talks, that's what they did. They linked it to the media and said I was griping uh, about a contract extension. Yeah, did I want one? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to get my market value. And like I said, I put I risked my career. I put my career on the line. I put it on the on my uh, on the line for the city of Philadelphia. You know, when you look at Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, Joel said, "I don't care about that man because he does whatever he wants." And Joel says. He and Ben have not spoken since Ben reported. That's got to be an issue, and it seems like it's kind of a personal issue between them and ba- oh, Ben. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, because, I mean, now you're affecting games, um, especially someone of that talent. Now, now you're expecting uh, – you're, you're disrespecting your teammates, uh, number one, with the approach, and you're affecting, you know, obviously the season uh, because of a talent uh, like Ben Simmons. Um Hopefully, like I said, they can get this situation resolved um, hopefully sooner than later. Um, but as I said uh, earlier, it doesn't bode well for either party. Um, somebody's going to take a, take a loss one way or the other. Nobody's going to be ultimately happy in this situation. And I think it's probably best, you know, at all costs, you know, just to, you know, you got to just wash your hands of it and move on part ways and then just uh, kind of just start over and go with the guys that are there. Now, you have said, you, you've admitted that, you did make some mistakes along the way and you wish you could 
take some of them back. And, and you mentioned maturity. Ben's 25 years of age. Can you take me back to maybe the mentality you had when you were younger or some other guys have, and maybe he is stuck in that stance and, and maybe he's in his feelings here? Well, like I said, I mean, that just comes with, uh, you know, uh, growing up, uh, maturity, growth. Um, again, he's a 25-year-old kid, you know, making millions and millions of dollars. Um, so I think obviously these kids these days, uh, especially with the NBA, uh, the money, it comes in abundance. Um, a lot of these guys need to prioritize really, um, really their, their profession and their crafts. I think uh, social media has, has really ruined a lot of these kids uh, um, today. Um, but I think once he looks back on this, I'm sure, again, he'll, he'll say the same thing. I wish I could have done this or I wish I would have done that. Uh, differently, um, and that just comes with uh, that just comes with life. Just comes with growth. Can you imagine if your situation had played out in the day of social media? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, but I think a lot of fans would have obviously sided with me more so than 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 the actual media. Um, media controlled a lot of what was said. They create they 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 created a lot of narrative uh, narrative. Um, you know without really hearing from obviously the player uh, themselves. And I think now with so many social media platforms and obviously me being who I am, I think I would have been able to really deter and really been able to really speak my truth. And so I wasn't going to try to co continue to compete with the media and some of those individuals uh, that really didn't have, you know, my best interest at heart. So um, like I said, I probably would have been uh, beloved uh, with a lot of my fans, just like the city, city, city of uh, uh, city of Philadelphia did. Now you talked about maturity of Ben Simmons, and maybe he is hurt by Doc and Joel in their comments. You know, I remember when Donovan was asked, "Can we win the Super Bowl without To?" When you got hurt, and he said yes. And I always said, "What else is he supposed to say?" I mean, do you think maybe there was a little bit of hurt feelings on your part that that you never well, got? Well, no, Donovan said we won without To. We can win again. So it wasn't like he was, you know, vouching for me or, you know, giving me any praise or or anything of that nature. So um, it was it was unfortunate, uh, especially for somebody like I said Donovan to be the, the captain, the quarterback of the team. You would have thought that, you know, he would have taken a more political uh, route as far as those questions, answering those questions. Um, but like I said, once all that thing, those things started to unfold, it basically revealed really kind of who he was and. Uh, definitely a di different person um, than than I anticipated, you know, from, you know, obviously our first time really hanging out in, in Hawaii at the Pro Bowl. And then obviously, like I said, playing, playing our first year. So um, at the end of the day, um, like I said, I probably would have been there had it not been for him. Um, he didn't endorse for me to, to, to come back. And that's, the, that's, that's the way it was. So what'd you think when you heard the news that Ben was uh, suspended for conduct detrimental to the team and that the things he was doing. And then people started to bring out the gifts and the video of you doing your ab work there on the bench. Uh, but I mean, my thing is I was trying to make light of a situation at the end of the day, they didn't really know when, what went behind or what went into really me doing the abs in the driveway. When I left, Andy said, you know, go keep yourself in shape. We'll, you know, we'll, I'll get back in touch with you when we get back, you know, when we get back from camp. So that was what went into that. It wasn't really me. wasn't me trying to, you know, spite anybody or anything. I was just trying to have fun and make light of a situation um, that obviously, like, that had hit the media 
uh, waived by the time I got back to, to Morristown, New Jersey. Well, by the way, Morristown, New Jersey, you know, Ben Simmons lives in the same cul-de-sac or neighborhood that you did. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a, oh, man. That's must be a bad neighborhood then. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as Sixers fans, um, you talked about Philly. Um, why do you think Ben can't just be accountable and work on that deficiency? Instead, it seems like uh, he's deflecting blame. I, honestly, bro, that just comes with maturity. I, I, he hasn't gotten there yet. Uh, so, again, obviously a lot of that really kind of boils down to who's in his circle, uh, who he's surrounding himself with. Um, like I said, it's not going to bode well because, um, you know, if he's doing it here, um, obviously if he whatever team he goes to next, um, he better be playing like an MVP type of player uh, at the next stop. Otherwise, he's going to go through the same situation. So I'm just like I said, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, he gets what he wants. Um, and that's probably out of there. Like I said, nobody's going to be happy in this situation. It's not going to bode well. Somebody's going to be, you know, uh, somebody's going to be mad. Somebody's going to be pissed. What if the Sixers continue to play really well? Without Ben, and you have that, you have more space. Hey, at the end of the day, man, that's, I mean, with the talent that he has, I mean, the athleticism, that's something that can't be replaced. But hey, um, if they can win without him, they can win without him. So um, just like, you know, people have to move on from superstars. I mean, it's, it's, this is not the first time it's happened. It's not going to be the second time. Um, just like James Harden, he left from, from Houston. Um, they were continuing, they maybe struggled a bit, um, but they end up winning. They're going to win some games or what have you. Um, they're going to lose some. So um, right now it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a distraction throughout the course of the year. And if things don't go well, then they're going to obviously blame Ben for being a distraction. Lane Johnson returned to the Eagles, and he talked about how he's been battling depression and anxiety for a long time. And mental illness is something that was kind of – I remember interviewing Brian Dawkins last week, and he said back in the day it was just like rub some dirt on it. Nobody really even considered what's going on in the head. Do you wish you had known more about everything that goes on um, with mental issues or anything like that? Did you have any experience nah, with that? Man, I mean, every, everybody, everybody grows up different, man. Everybody deals with, de de deals with different problems um, in different ways. Um, as, as Brian Dawkins said, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, depending on how you were raised, uh, whether it's by your mom, your uncles, your dad or what have you, um, especially as, as, as boys, when you grow up, you're, you're taught to be tough. Um, that's the mentality that you have as a, as a kid, as a, as a young boy, uh, as a grown man. And then again, that's just part of life. We didn't look at it as mental health issues. Um, that was just something that, that you dealt with. When you talk about, you know, uh, some of the greatest that have played the game, um, when there come mental roles or mental blocks or what have you, that's what make you that, that that's what made a lot of those guys that are great made them champions. That's what make them great. Um, so again, it's a fine line um, to when, when when discussing mental health awareness because the same thing that a lot of people are dealing with now uh, that makes them uh, feel depressed. Um, other guys they look at it different. They they use it to motivate them. It use they use that to inspire them. Um, so I can't really say I'm not a doctor one way or the other, um, but I wasn't built that way. Some people are not built certain things like that. Yeah, it just part, it's, it's a part of life, no doubt about it. Um, but if you're not, like I said, equipped to deal with it, um, in, in, in a way, some people may need help. Some people don't. Um, but I guarantee you, if you, you talk to a Michael Jordan, if you talk to a Kobe, 
that's not something that they would they would probably discuss because those very things that you know maybe triggering depression for for Lane Johnson or just say Naomi uh, Osaka or Simone Biles or what have you, Michael Jordan, Kobe, those guys of the likes, they may use that to switch it and 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 obviously spark greatness out of them. They don't use that as a, as not saying it as, as an excuse, but they don't use that as something to fall back on. Like okay, this is what I'm doing because everybody deals with issues throughout the course of their life, throughout the course of their careers. Well said. And by the way, I got to give you credit. Get your popcorn ready. Now we see the memes and the gifts. You had it first. You already know. <laughs> hey, you're a Hall of Famer, Tio. We appreciate the time. And uh, this was fun. And hopefully hopefully they can get something worked out here for Philly and basketball in the sixth. Oh, man, I know, man. I'm sure they didn't expect all of this to, to, to be unfolding, uh, especially going into the season, man. So I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it's just uh, – just, Something else to, for the for for everybody on the radio waves and the and the and the networks to be discussing right now. It's always something in Philly, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no sit-ups in the driveway anymore, though. You got that? Nah, one. yeah, that's what he should have done. He should have just see. That's what he should have done. He should have been creative like me. He should have came into camp and got on the out bench and said no comment. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for the time, Tio. All right, man. <laughs>